Welcome to the Field of 68 Best Bets show. We are the three-man weave. The show is presented by Bet Rivers. I'm doing well. I'm Kai. Jim, Matt, back as always. Man, this slate rocks today. We're going to talk about a ton of games, talk about a ton of good games. But first, yesterday, Jim, did you see anything fun yesterday? Or rather, did you see anything annoying yesterday? Well, they, I saw plenty of both, Kai, to be quite honest. But the thing that stood out to me most was I, I turned on Cleveland State and Purdue-Fort Wayne with about five minutes left in regulation, thinking I was just going to see, hey, is Cleveland State going to pull it out or not? I ended up tying up basically half my night watching three <laughs> overtimes of complete insanity. This this is very much a Stefan game, Kai, because this mm-hmm. game had everything. <laughs> <laughs> had a Chris very Weber good. timeout technical. It had a lane violation on a potential game-winning free throw. It had two missed game-winning free throws. It had game-tying threes at the end of regulation and double overtime, triple, time, uh, triple overtime. And then finally, of course, at the end of triple overtime, there was a bench warmer who hadn't yet played, came in and buried a game-tying Yeah, three. that was bananas. I, I'd never heard of the guy. And I've heard of like 12 different Cleveland State players, and this guy was beyond even my <laughs> realm of, yeah. of recognition. So it was an insane game. Uh, it led SVP. It was his best best thing he saw all day. So that tells you, a regular season horizon yeah. game, that's how crazy it was. And And I believe, so they played a crazy game last year in the tournament as well. And then also in that game, Matt, Dennis Gates benched Hodge, right? That's right. Benched our yep. best player. And Patton. They're two best players. And Patton. They're literally the two best players. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Last funny, bad. like, we preview, we preview Cleveland State, and it's, like, the one team where you have to mention, like, the entire roster because they all play. And then there's probably, like, the guy who made that shot is the one who didn't get mentioned in my preseason Horizon roster. <laughs> Such as it goes. Kai, the Atlantic 10 is where my takeaway is. This league's getting really interesting. Uh Obviously, the slew St. Bonnie rematch was the headliner of that league last night, but Dane quietly getting the sweep of Rhode Island, uh, thrust them into 10 and three in the league overall, just a game back at Davidson. We love VCU. We love the Billikens. I think we're turning a corner on the Bonnies. And Richmond's still there as well. And George, I mean, just a good league. I think it's going to be an awesome A 10 tournament. And I'm kind of fascinated to see how these matchups shake out down the stretch, uh, especially as we get more of these rematches um, the latter part of February and early March. It's, uh, it's it's good, but they Matt, they still need like one or two to separate themselves to get more than right. One I know it's right too now, so. it's too muddied at the top. Like it's gonna just do the whole league a disservice when like all of them just miss as opposed to like two or three put themselves in better position. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cleveland State maybe one of the worst beats of the year if you had them. Another really bad beat was Oregon, uh, up nine with forty seconds left. Yeah, at with the free throw line. At the free throw line. Horrible. And then they didn't cover Horrible. minus three and a half with forty seconds left. Tough. Hey, that's betting. That's gambling for you. Let's start off with an awesome slate. Villanova at Providence leads us off. Matt, John Fanta, our boy, says this is the biggest game ever at the dunk because a win, a win by Providence, a win by Providence puts them in really good uh, position to win their first ever Big East title. How do you see this game playing out? Well, if fans is going to make such a profound declaration, who am I to push back on both, that? They're both top 10 in the yeah, AP top poll. 10. I, 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 you're right. the, line. I think it is. The AP, the AP poll is such a foreign concept to me. I like. I can't believe Providence is ranked top 10, but all I do is win games, Kai. So we can do the whole, they're overrated, they're fluky, but the odds makers are onto it. And I think everyone who watches this show is smart enough to realize that Providence is good, not great. And I think they're being priced appropriately. They're catching four and a half at the dunk. Yeah. Um, I think the level line's pretty sharp, Jim. I mean, I think the key thing on both sides here is that both backcourts are banged up. 
mentioned that Villanova was hurt over the week. And I think that did kind of shine through in that effort against Seton Hall. Um, Gillespie and Moore are still not 100% from what we've been told. But also Al Durham, Jim, on the Providence side, has been playing through injury as well. And they're not super deep in the backcourt, even with Biden back there. So those two, um, you know, who's healthier, who plays more effectively, I think that's the key. Because up front, uh, the way Dixon and Watts have been playing, that's going to be the battle of big boys. Yeah, so that that's I love that matchup. The part that scares me for Nova is that Providence has Croswell to throw in. Like they've got like waves of guys to throw at Dixon, where it's pretty much just Dixon. He's kind of on his own on an island in the inside there. Uh, this is very much getting framed as analytics versus eye test. Like the predictive mm-hmm. rankings love Villanova, but Providence just wins games. So uh, depending on which side of the the farm you stand on, there uh, people are saying this line is crazy one way or another. Um, although I guess predictively it only has uh, Ken Palm has Villanova minus three. So I stand with the nerds, by the way, I'm, I'm with the nerds on that one. Sorry. Eh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, like you said, Matt, I think this line is very sharp. This is like exactly what I made it. I'm not betting a side in this game. Uh, Kai, another John Fantastat here he tweeted this yeah. out since 2013, 14, only two power conference coaches have won 60% of their close games or overtime games. So within six points or less or overtime, Jay Wright and Ed Cooley. And now they go head to head tonight. Awesome. Love it. Uh, it. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a immovable object meets or what's that? Um, something like that. Whatever that is. Force you know. meets movable object. Yeah, <laughs> Thank I you. It's unstoppable. It's like the, the sum of the parts greater than the whole. Yeah. It's always. Yeah. Uh, and Jared Bynum's been incredible. Nice. Big East player of the week, two straight weeks. How about yep. that? Yeah, I mean, his shot making against Georgetown was ridiculous. I'm not sure Providence passes my eye test as a top 10 team. You know, the AP poll, I, I, don't, I have no idea who's ranked on a week-to-week basis. I don't care. Uh, but I do know Providence has gotten some fortune, and I know their fans hate when people say that, but it's true. They just survived overtime against Javon Freeman Liberty, less DePaul. They're not a juggernaut by any means. Villanova's a superior team here, Matt, but... At the dunk, in such a huge get-up spot here, four and a half seems like a lot of points. And I will remind people of Providence's in-conference in mm-hmm. defense. 30% from three, 66% from the free-throw line. Opponents are shooting against them. Nova's the best free-throw shooting team in the conference. That, that's going to change tonight. Next okay. game, Kentucky at Tennessee. Wow, this one got second billing from old Kai here on the rundown sheet. Kentucky, Jim, is now up to number three in Kempom. And they're knocking on the door of a one seed. Game one was a beatdown. Does Kentucky do it again? Uh, I don't think it's a beatdown, but I think Kentucky wins, and it's my best bet. So, haha, how about that? Uh-huh. Spoiler. Kentucky plus one and a half. Now, obviously, Ty Ty Washington, questionable, may not play. Matt, that's almost good. Here's how I'll spin it good. Because in their previous two biggest road games, at uh, at LSU and at Auburn, Ty Ty Washington got hurt during the game and Kentucky had to like adjust. So maybe the fact that they actually don't have him from the jump, they're going to play more of that style. They know they can't rely on him. I kind of like that. And I don't fully trust Tennessee yet. Uh, it's just, I'm not quite there yet, Matt, especially with Kamwa out. I think Shibwe just completely dominates inside. Uh, sorry to Mr. Fulkerson, but he's had a, a kind of a dismal year. So I'm, I'm going with Kentucky, Matthias. I know you're a Vol guy. So are you going to talk me off that ledge? No, I'm not because you talked about the potential advantage that the Cats have up front. And preseason, we would have thought that Tennessee is one of the few teams that has the men, the enforcers up front to combat Kentucky's size. But it, that's been their weakness. Like the strength of this Tennessee team, like if you not watch them, it's their guards. They are electric. Um, Ziegler and and Chandler and and Moore is kind of a game manager change of pace type guy. They've been great 
Uh, starting to get some production from my guy, JJJ, on the wing. But up front, Fulkerson has been a nothing burger. And that's where I think they get beat up tonight, even without Ty Ty Kai. Ha ha. See, I did there. Ty Ty, comma, Kai. Anyway, I have no takes on the side. Do we have a take on the total? Thing? <laughs> Ty Ty Kai. <laughs> Just kind of like uh, a three when it wasn't that funny. I, I don't know. The, the total, I mean, obviously game one went 186 yeah, it was points. Like 500 point game is insane. Ken, Kentucky played a, a perfect game. 1.47 points per mm-hmm. possession, 71% from two, 61% from three, and 20 for 21 from the free throw line. It, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, you know, you, you, that was at Rupp. This swings to Tennessee. I don't know if if the balls can stand up to Sheepway. I think they can, man. I think... Their size, it's really about their physicality and their athleticism throughout the roster, which makes me think they can stand up to Kentucky here. I think we see a good effort at home. I'm scared about no Kamwa. I'm surprised this line hasn't really moved since the opener. I like Kentucky as well, Jim. I lean their way. Good. Texas at Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry. Wow, so exciting. No, call it the shootout. Red shootout. River. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you call the Xavier Cincinnati, you don't say um, – you don't say rivalry, you say shootout. They get really mad about that. Crosstown so you shootout, shootout. Yeah. Crosstown shootout, shootout, Red River shootout. Both are technically correct. Uh, it doesn't matter. Texas at Oklahoma. We, we didn't get the Texas effort, Matt, that we expected against Baylor. They allowed 1.23 points per possession. They allowed 80 points, which I think is their season high. And they lost once again. They get a much more docile offense in Oklahoma, a team they just beat by 14 in January. Your side. Boomer sooner, boomer sooner. Plus one. And I'm going to go, yeah, I am. that's where I'm at tonight, folks. I'm going to go against my take on Villanova Providence when I said I stood with the nerds on the eye test versus analytics. Analytics seem to like Texas way more than my eyes lead me to believe. Um, and Oklahoma, while still rated fairly highly in the analytics, I think has actually impressed me the last couple of games. I watched the Kansas second half. Um, that defense is stifling. I mean, with, with Harkless, and goal wire, especially goal wire down the stretch, like a ton of big ball shots to keep them in that game. I like the way this OU team's trending. And I know the talent's a little bit depleted. Like you look at that roster and they don't really have like an elite shot maker, except when our boy Mo Gibson is, uh, is white hot, which he certainly can get. Um, but, but I think they can grind and they can scrap. It's like the vintage Porter Moser type of recipe. And I think at home, Jim, um, where Oklahoma has historically played very well, especially in big hype conference games, I think they get it done. I'm fading Texas tonight. I mean, yeah, we've kind of been down talking Texas a little bit we recently have. on here we on, have. This, on this program, but I'm kind of with you. And Oklahoma obviously played up. They beat uh, the, the the program that Beard left. They got that huge win against Texas Tech last week. Um, I think Texas Tech's a little better than Texas. So uh, if they can win that one, I think they can get this one too. I, I like that big home spot. They're right around the bubble. They need it. It's, it's important to them. I kind of like the under as well. Uh, Texas has flown over recently. Their offense has been a little more efficient. Defense has been lacking, but I think this one's going to be a little bit of a street fight, Kai, well-possession game, uh, hopefully some bricky shot making. If we can get lucky, we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm, my, I, my favorite play in this one would be more the under than uh, aside. Yeah. In game one, <clears throat> Oklahoma struggles one for 13 from three. That's obviously not usually a repeatable thing, uh, but Texas athleticism, Matt, I think, does bother Oklahoma They're And they're much more talented too, Texas. I don't think that's deniable at all. Yeah. I, yeah. I think their defense can shut down the, the cut heavy Moser half court offense. I actually in Texas here, I know it's going to be a good crowd. I know OU is desperate for a win to stay in the tournament hunt, but I, I lean towards Texas. I, I think they're quite a bit better here. And that's no disrespect, Matt, to your, to your boy, Porter, Porter Moser. 
Next game, Big Ten. Wisconsin at Indiana. Matt's alma mater. How exciting. The Hoosiers are favored by three points, Matthew. And Wisconsin has dropped 12 spots in Kim Palm just by that loss at home to Rutgers. Still 10-4 and four in the Big Ten. Pretty solid. Matt, your Hoosiers, they've lost three straight. What do you think? I'm not backing them. I think this is like an all-time awesome spot. And I think the price is actually pretty cheap, catching or laying only three to a Wisconsin team that seems to be, I wouldn't say in a hard regression, but definitely finding its level, so to speak. Jim can add more on the buzz cut badgers. I know that's his turf. I watched this Indiana team a lot. I've read way too much of the deep, dark web forums, and it does not read well. I think there is some internal stuff that's going on, maybe some residue from the Northwestern uh, smoke weed gate in Chicago. But um, yeah, exactly. I was, I was not there for the record. I know people are accusing me of enabling such activities. I was not a part of that. I want to want to quell those rumors right now. Um, but yeah, Kai, just in general, I put IU on my no bet list right now. I just don't like how they're playing. Um, the body language rubs me the wrong way. And those roster imbalance issues that we talked about for the early part of the year, the lack of a pure point guard, the lack of, of consistent, steady guard play, the Jekyll and Hyde nature of all these supporting cast dudes don't like it. And even at home gym in a good spot, not trusting it. Yeah, well, Matt, it, home hasn't really been that kind to the Hoosiers against the Badgers. That yeah, it's not, not good this year. Right. A safe place. Uh, the last mm. 10 meetings, Wisconsin is 7-3 overall, 8-2 and two against the spread. 7-3 and three straight up at Indiana. They're not afraid of Assembly Hall. It's been a little bit closer lately. Archie Miller actually kind of evened that out. Uh, but uh, Bo Ryan owned Tom Crean. Like that, that was yeah, that was complete much, and utter domination. Uh, obviously, yep. new eras here. Guard versus Woodson in his first year. So you don't want to take too much from that historical lens but i know brad davidson's not gonna be afraid walking into assembly hall uh, i'm leaning towards wisconsin i think this, this is a coin flip game um, not super terrified of the home and uh, getting three points with indiana's potential chemistry issues kai i'm, I'm a badge guy tonight hey iu 11-4 against the spread this year at home they, they've been very good assembly hall rocking baby but wisconsin this is a tough opponent to play at home they're old they're poised they don't get rattled very easily. And they have Johnny Davis still. I know Johnny Davis has struggled a little bit, a couple of games here. He's still one of the best players in the country. Tough to stop. Is Tyler Wall the perfect guy to put on Trace Jackson Davis? I, I'm curious how he handles, handles him. Maybe not as strong, but man, I think he can match up pretty well with, with TJD if they decide to go that route. Matthew, your thoughts on that? Maybe not. Um, like crazy. I, I just am more again from the IU lens. I don't think we're optimizing TJD. I'm just kind of sorry. I hate everyone hates when I say we talk about my alma mater. I don't like how IU is so, optimizing TJD. I mean, Race Thompson yeah. has been this team's best player for like the better part of the last month or so. And that's, yeah, ask any IU fan. You think that sounds crazy to the, they said that outsider. preseason, which I disagreed with, but, yeah. and he's been nails, absolute <laughs> nails. I'll take TJD still. Uh, I mean, I would too. I would too. <laughs> Chat mob round one. Who's got it? I do. Uh, and I will start with you, Kai. A uh, question from Pat Taylor. Tulane at South Florida. Tulane's been really kind of sneaky good. They pulled out that crazy yeah. overtime cover on Saturday, uh, hitting a buzzer beater to send it to OT and then winning by nine. Uh, yeah, we think, like those. Yeah, we love geez, those. They're few and far between, but we'll Never. take it. Um, South Florida, really struggling. What do you think? I think it's a little short, three and a half here. Uh, I, I, I lean towards Tulane. They, they can score... They're never going to give up at the end of games. I, I lean their way. Love Ron Hunter. I do too. I like Tulane. I think this team's pretty good. I think South Florida's not. Uh, Matt, in the Valley, a couple of teams that you like. One especially, I know. Bradley, your Braves. They're on the road at Southern Illinois. Is this game going to be a gross under? Do you like a side? What do you got? The spot is 
an all-timer for Southern Illinois, right? We talked about how we were maybe trying to fade Wyoming after playing three awesome hype games in a row. It's a similar thing for Bradley, Loyola, Drake. Now they have to go to Southern Illinois. I think this is a comeback down to earth moment for a team I really like. I think Bradley is all the way legit. Just a tough spot here. I think Salukis get it done. All right, Kai, out west, some uh, Matt Akers. I think it was Matt that put Colorado on upset alert. They're heading to mm-hmm. Oregon State. Uh, Lane's like <laughs> three or four on the road. No Elijah Parquet. Oregon State's got their own injury issues, their own everything issues. What do you think? Uh, I, I can't remember the exact stat, but I think Oregon State hasn't covered in like seven to ten games, something like that. It, it's been a lot. They've been terrible, terrible, terrible recently. No, I lean towards Colorado. Minus yeah, four. You, you don't really need to even yeah. say recently that that team's just they're five they're and one of against the spread this season. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Uh, Matt, big one in the MAAC, the MAC. Iona headed to St. Peter's. Quick turnaround for Iona. They just played Monmouth. St. Peter's is the, the team that is closest to them in the standings, still a couple games back. Do the Peacocks close the gap or do the Gales nearly clinch the league tonight? I think the Gales get it done. It feels a little short, to be honest. I'm tempted to take Iona. Won the first matchup and just the general bracketology lens that they can't afford any more losses. Right. So it, it just going down the stretch, if you're getting a spread in Iona game, that's close, you know, five or less that plays closer to a pick them. It's probably a pretty good bet. Yeah. Peters has been really good against the spread in conference. I believe the best ATS yep. team in the Mac. Uh, so you know, be wary, Matt, right back to you because Pete wonders if there's a bigger lock on today's card than you loving Penn state at home against Penn state. <laughs> Do you love them, or are you kind of still swooning over your Sparty darlings? So I didn't love my guy Shrewsy, Micah Shrewsbury, head coach of Penn State, going after the Big Ten officials. Um, I think the last two games they've had a pretty seismic foul disparity thing, and he's like, "We just can't get a freaking call." Um, didn't like, didn't love that. Didn't like the whole. You don't like that? Sort of, nah, I didn't oh, love that. They also, they also take I a ton it. of just like bad jumpers. That they take some fouled. bad jumpers, but there, I guess there's some, whatever, some questionable calls there. Um, it's a great spot though. Penn State at home has been awesome all year and you're getting Sparty off the IU demolition. So yeah, I'll take the Nittany Kitties at home. Didn't officially bet it, but I, I can be talked into it by the mob for sure. Penn State is 342nd in the country in free throw rate. They don't, they don't get to the line. That's not really their, their MO. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like the under there. I think Penn State's really starting to turn games into a grind. That Michigan game, second half, had like 25 possessions. It was, yeah. it was insane. I mean, look at every Penn State home game. They're all close. Like, they've not been blown out at home once, and they've played great there. Yep. Uh, Kai, in the MAC, the M single A, C, we got a little revenge spot for the Toledo Rockets, who lost at Kent State earlier this year. Are you checking into Toledo Faders Anonymous? Do you think the Rockets get that big revenge with a huge win? What do you think? Uh, not a huge opinion here. I, I lean towards Toledo. One of the best ATS teams in the country still. They're incredible like they were last year. I, I don't want to fade them, so leaning their way. I kind of like Toledo, too. They got A.J. Edu back. Not going to play big minutes. But that is shocking. I know. Shot blocker. Yeah, the fact that he's even like able to walk around on a basketball court is insane. I think it might be three ACL tears in a row. It's I think it's around, around three now. Yeah, I think Ford may be hanging up. It's like the the, the, the Billy Ray uh, varsity blues like concussion meter hits zero. You got to just stop playing at that point. <laughs> All right, let's do two more before we get back to the outline. Uh, Kai, I'm going to go to you for another Mac game. Miami, Ohio at Ohio. The Redhawks got Delonte Brown back and they were poof, magically competent yep. again. Does that yep. happen and continue today? I do think they cover. Yeah. I, I think it's a little too high. It's come down 10 and a half. I liked it better, obviously, closer to 12, the opener. 
yeah, Delonte Brown's super key for them. They didn't cover a game with him without him in the lineup, and he, he comes back and they destroy Bowling Green. I, I think they hang around. Yeah, it, it's. It, I joked on Twitter that he might be worth thirty points to the spread, and shockingly didn't get a lot of in, engagement on that tweet. But you know, <laughs> that's okay. Miami Twitter silent. Tough to see. Tough to see it. All right, Matt. In the SEC, a team that you typically like, South Carolina, they are headed to Ole Miss. Do you think Frank Martin and the boys get a cover? I don't know. I watched the Ole Miss game when Mizzou played like an actual competent team. Very frustrating as an Ole Miss backer. My notes in my massive spreadsheet here just say, who the hell knows with this matchup? So I passed and moved right along. A lot of unpredictability on both sides. Certainly can't trust South Carolina, Jim. I've learned that the hard way this season. So next. Yeah, that's kind of the way I feel. Just just not a big South Carolina fan. All right, Kai, let's go back to the outline. Hit those four, and I will continue to collect chat questions. Hit the like button. Hit it. I agree, Jim. Hit the like button. Memphis at Cincinnati. <clears throat> Boy, Jim, Memphis is humming along here uh, with a full roster, minus Bates. So I'm saying full roster. Um, yeah, that's more full. That's, <clears throat> that's... <laughs> three straight wins, three straight covers against UCF, Tulane, and Houston. Resume is getting pretty close to tournament. I'm, I'm, sure some, I'm sure some people have them in the field right now. They might need this one too. I, I don't know. It'd be a nice one, a Q1 win, I believe. Game one, Memphis won by seven with no Lomax or Williams. What do you think in this game? I think Memphis wins again. My numbers sort of lean towards Cincinnati, but I watched that first one, Kai, and Cincinnati was out of their minds from deep. I believe they were like 16 of 33 or something like that, and it felt very fluky. Memphis kind of dominated with their size and athleticism inside. And like you said, they didn't have DeAndre Williams and he's rather important for them. Uh, We we basically said that you can draw a straight line with their best performances last year and this year are when he's healthy and he's actually clicking in the lineup. So I'm leaning towards Memphis, Matthias. My number definitely leans Cincinnati because I've been high on them all year, but I disagreed with my number today. So, yeah, that's, where I was torn in the old tug of war between what's the matchup say, what's your gut say, and what's your number say. But Kai, I think my number properly prices both teams. So I'm inclined to trust it. I think I'm probably going to add Cincinnati here. I've been looking at it all day, staring at this line. It just seems like an ultimate vintage Memphis dud, doesn't it? Just off the spot. Yeah. Um, you know, you, Jim made the, you can argue the matchup favors. Since you could argue it favors Memphis, I think they both have good interior strength up front. So strength on strength. You know, I call that a wash. I just like Cincinnati with the price in the spot. My number leans their way as well. However, I'm not sure I want to step in front of this Memphis team. Hey, side note in that game, that first game, Monty Bates had 12, 7, and 6 in 21 minutes off the bench. He played really well against Cincy. Uh, obviously not a factor in this game. The Bearcats have to hit shots from the outside. They're actually a pretty good shooting team this year, which is unlike Cronin, Cincy teams of yore. Uh, and Memphis is weirdly last or 10th, uh, rather, in three-point attempt rate allowed defensively. They don't get out on shooters. Strange. It's almost like they're not well-coached. Uh, I, I, I do think it's Memphis's game uh, at minus three, but again, my number lean towards the Bearcats. Yeah, Kai, all four of our uh, field of 68 bracketologists had Memphis on the inside of the field after the win at Houston. Oh. So big needle mover there. Yeah, good for them. That's one of those the committee probably takes into account the, the players out of the lineup. Who knows? We'll see. Utah State at San Diego State. Of course, we're going to talk about the massive Mountain West game. Jim Viejas should be rocking. I thought San Diego State was a bargain under five. Now it's too high. This team, though, very much in the bubble. Um, Not all the way in, I don't think, like Memphis is. And this would be a big Q2 win. What do you think? Yeah, I don't love their resume at all. Looking at it, it's it's gross. Yeah. 
Um, I, I kind of think Utah State has the, the goods to stretch out the pack line. They've got bigs that can invert the floor. Their guards can shoot. Um, I, I like being able to stretch it out and go a little four or five out against the pack line like San Diego State's. However, Brock Miller's still not back. Sean Bairstow's still banged up. He did play, but uh, that's a question. Matt Bradley also potentially banged up. He got yeah. hurt late in the last game. Mm. We'll see if he's full go. That's real bad for the Aztecs. So I'm actually leaning towards Utah State against the market where it's at right now, Matt, but I'm not betting this game. Yeah, if I had a healthy Matt Bradley, um, I would take San Diego State. I think five is a little cheap at Viejas, but I, I mean, he is for an offense that really struggles to produce points consistently. He's huge. Um, so yeah, I'll stay away, Kai. Under, over, under, over. I was looking at the total. It was a little bit low, 128, but bet up to 129. I kind of like the over, actually. I think this game plays a little faster than the, the market indicates. Uh, I don't like without Matt Bradley at all because San Diego State's offense is terrible with him in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, and both defenses are very good. Um, I, I, it's going to be like San Diego State's offense is playing volleyball against the class. Um, but San Diego State lost that first game of 15 without Ryland Jones for Utah State. Yeah. Blowout. Yeah. I think they return the favor here. I, I do lean their way um, in this game. Bradley, that's huge. If he's out of the lineup, I don't, I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest against Matt Stukies. Matt didn't go to Duke, but he likes Duke. Wake Forest <laughs> is, is still a double digit dog, plus 10. Come down slightly, Matt. Tough home loss for Wake to Miami. And then Duke, two expected wins after that U Virginia debacle here. I think this spreads a touch high, but what do you think, Mr. Dukey? I think it's actually a touch low, but I am not playing it because yeah, I'm not playing it at all. I I think the early money that's brought it down from 11 to now nine and a half at most places um, is agreeing with my gut, which tells me that Forbes in a rematch has a major edge over coach K who has basically taken his hands off the steering wheel from a coaching perspective this season. Um, So that concerns me, Jim, because wake will certainly not be, overwhelmed by Duke's or, you know, speed and athleticism on the wing. They got that in spades as well. So I don't know. I'm again, one of the other vintage price versus uh, gut tug of war where I'm torn. So I'll stay away. Yeah. I, I actually kind of like Wake Forest here. Um, I think we talk about Duke games and I, I've said this, I think Duke games are about Duke and whether they're going to be right. fully engaged. Um, they've already blown out this Wake Forest team. They're coming off two blowout road wins and the game ahead on their schedule is the revenge spot with Florida state where they lost in overtime. So I think we get a little bit of a sleepy. I, I saw somebody in the chat mention wake first half. And I kind of like that. Um, Cause I think that's, that's where Duke is really not engaged. And maybe in the second half, they, they hit the turbo and get that run where the crowd is all on their feet. Uh, but I'm leaning towards wake. I think they, they compete here, especially in the first half. So the Deeks for me. Yeah. Duke did win that first game by 12. They're up 20 on the road. No Monsanto in that game. We've talked about has been huge for wake Forest. He's in the lineup now and wake size up and down the roster. I don't think Duke's accustomed to seeing like size teams. Uh, I think they might struggle with it in this game. Van is a matchup issue. I'm not sure Mark Williams is though. Dallas Walton's pretty big dude down there for wake. I lean wake at double digits here. Nothing strong in that, but I'm against you. I lean towards wake forest. Here's my, just one more um, kind of jab at K. I, I don't get why the minute splits between Mark Williams and Theo John are so equitable. Like Mark Williams is a monster. Like Theo John's a, a, like a physical monster, but Mark Williams seems to be playing every minute that he possibly can. Dude changes the game completely. Yep. Keep him on the court. Done. <laughs> Rant over. Next. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. Big 12. We'll finish this off here. Iowa state is at TCU and Iowa state right now, folks, three and nine in the big 12 
but Jim likes the under. No, no, no. This is this is my trajectory of Iowa oh, State. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but look at their resume: seven and seven Q1 games and zero bad losses. Probably a tournament team right now. TCU is not far behind. The same amount of Q1 plus Q2 wins for them. TCU won at Hilton. Jim, Iowa State, do they get one back here? Do they stop their four-game skid? TCU winning at Hilton is what spooked me on this. But, yeah, Kyle, mm-hmm. Iowa State's resume is great. Their current form is horrendous. Bad. Very yes. bad. Uh, I, I, I think TCU, like, I almost made this my best bet. I was considering minus three and a half there. Uh, just because of the form that Iowa State's in, Mike Miles looks a little healthier. They did uh, they did lose last game, but I kind of like TCU. They they have not lost two in a row yet this year. I kind of trust Jamie D- Dixon to make adjustments off losses. I don't know, Matt. I just I'm a little spooked of the the revenge factor and how far can Iowa State fall? And there was a dude who kind of off his rocker said that Iowa State is not a top fifty team. And hmm, well, I look at the current <laughs> rankings and I see Iowa State forty fifth. Kind of creep into the wrong side of fifty. Uh, that guy was. He may have been on something. I like TCU as well. I watched that Texas Tech game over the weekend. That's notoriously a house of horrors for the horn slash horny frogs. Got run out of the building second half. I think they get it done. You're right, Jim. I I like Dixon coming off a loss uh, against an Iowa State team that I think has a, not like a low, low floor, but I think the floor could get not, they could lose the rest of these big tall games. I'm just not liking this team at all. I did Trista in is back tonight. I guess that's a, you know, feather in the, the cap of the clones, but don't like the way this this is going for the clones. TCU yeah. was up thirty seven to twenty eight at Texas Tech, and then they were down sixty eight to forty seven. Just yeah. the old forty yeah. to eleven run. That's they're it. off. Uh, I was almost predicting they're going to. Sorry, I was going to predict there as I sort of tiptoed around it. Like didn't really want to commit to it. I was going to predict Iowa State loses the rest of their Big Twelve games, but they do have West Virginia at home, who appears to be mm-hmm. a dumpster fire in their own regard. So they'll probably notch one there. Uh. I, I'm worried about Iowa State's offense here, so I kind of like the under as well. 0.68 points per possession. They're three for 26 from deep in that first game against TCU. That probably improves a little bit. Uh, and, and the turnover factor, it, it, it's bad on the other end for TCU. Their offense hasn't been great. Iowa State's defense, not as good as it once was in the non-con and early Big 12 conference slate, but still a scrappy team. I think they can scrap here, get this win on the road. I, I lean towards Iowa State. Chat mob round two, then best bets. Jim, what do we got for questions? Let's do it. I don't know if I'm just not getting enough sleep lately, but my eyes was twitching like crazy. It's really yeah, probably frustrating. It's probably part of it. Yeah. Uh, all right. From the Renzo Bros in the Mac, Kai, Eastern Michigan headed to Central Michigan. We had a little pre-show discussion about how good CMU has been lately. Covered six of the last eight. Yeah. What do you think? I like Eastern Michigan. Um, they've had some tough games lately. They have not been covering a lot, but I have the better team here. And I, I, I lean their way. Yeah. Nothing, nothing scientific. Uh, I love that, that our pre-show uh, discussions are, you know, we lead off with CMU, just kind of uh, puts into context. <laughs> How do you feel about the Chippewas lately? I think it's uh, a Matthew, nice ball club, Jim. Uh, yeah, got the Colonial, Hofstra at Elon. Elon's definitely struggled a little bit lately. No Gillens Butler in the lineup. No Torrance Watson's been big. Uh-oh. What do you think? Uh-oh. Um, I wanted to make this like minus 15, to be honest. I think Hofstra kills him. Um, sorry to our guy, Jeff Kalakin, Elon alum, love the Phoenix. Just don't like how they're playing. And Hofstra is still my darling. Number two behind Towson in this conference. Hey, Elon hasn't been that bad lately. The Towson lost throw it away. They beat JMU. They beat UNC Wilmington. They lost by two to Charleston. And a, and a home run Everybody spot. Wilmington was a home JMU run spot. Right Everyone beats JMU right now. Exactly. I can, I can nitpick red line at all those games. What about Wilmington right now? 
Wilmington? That was an all-time spot. All-time spot. Perfect spot. Juicy spot. Oh, my gosh. Right. Well, disagreement. <laughs> give him some yeah, credit. Yeah. Give him some credit. They well, have a I'll give a credit when it's deserved. I'll give credit when uh, it's deserved. All right. A two-pack on the it's extra It's a meritocracy from, here. From we're not Monte giving out. Here. We're not Oprah here. You get out. No, 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 no. You got to impress us to get some love on this program. You got the best us. team in the league. Eh, whatever. Sorry, Jim. Go ahead. By we're done. We'll sidebar later. We'll sidebar later. <laughs> we'll sidebar. sidebar later. We'll sidebar. All right, Kai, you get Liberty at North Florida from the A Sun here. Liberty's I'm actually back in one. the league, back in the lead in the league due to Jacksonville State missing some uh, or taking some L's. I agree with Matt. Over. What did you do? Over. 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 Uh, into the clouds. Yeah, I guess. So Jose Placer and uh, and Hendrickson have been out of the lineup for North Florida last game. Didn't matter. Maybe they just don't matter. I, I don't get it. I thought Placer was the yeah. best player. He doesn't seem to matter. So I, I have yeah. no real lean on the side here. The, the total over lean seems good. Yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on with them either because they were missing. Uh, well, they, they were missing those guys for a couple games recently and played well. And it just yeah, Hendrickson and Placer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think over Liberty's been playing faster in conference. They can knock down shots. Uh, lean to that. Uh, the other one, Matt High Point at Longwood. Longwood coming off a loss, a rare loss in league play. Their first of the season. Do they bounce back? I wanted to back high point here, but I think the spot scared me away. Um, I know I've been shutting the extra boards, but I've been glancing at them, guys, and a few spreads have popped out the last few days. This one was one of them. High points team I like preseason. I think they're going to start to trend up toward the uh, the end of the year. But again, Longwood off the loss. Can't, can't fade them. Uh, all right, what else we got here? Another one in the in the MAC. A lot of games in the MAC tonight from Ryan Abramowitz, Akron at Western Michigan. Matthias, Western Michigan finally played well last game after mm-hmm. avoiding them. Uh, what do you think tonight against Akron? Side and uh, totally, we yeah. had questions about. Sort of a confounding result. Like Bjardis White only played 15 minutes in that game, which I feel like him and Lamar Norman are their entire team. Like without those dudes, they're basically not competitive. They may as well be a D3 team. But yeah, had a good game finally. Um, I don't know if I want to back him again here. I do think the spread was a little high though. I what's it at? Like up to nine or something? Yeah, nine. It's I think it's a little high. Yeah. It's a little high for a road road favorite. Feels a little high. I don't like uh, Akron. I'm shorting Akron still. Matt, we're finishing up the Mac with you because Adam Jones specifically oh, asked to be taking oh, your Cardinals, your ball state Cardinals at home against Northern Illinois. Um I actually didn't bet it. I lied. I think I told someone in the chat I bet earlier. I did not bet this. Ball State as a favorite does not sit as well with me as Ball State as a dog. Um, and the fact that Northern Iowa lost at home to them earlier this season. So just a couple of spot concerns, maybe stay away. But when in doubt, back my Cardinals. Uh, Kai from Austin Raley out west, San Jose State at Nevada. Nevada had that great performance kicking Utah yeah. State's booty. <clears throat> San Jose State's been struggling with their roster. They don't have Diallo still. Uh, they did get most uh, most guys back last game, though. Anything for you here? Not Trey Smith, though, I believe. He's kind of a new guy that's been out last couple games. Um, he matters quite a bit, I think. I lean towards Nevada. I think San Jose State's really, really spiraling down the drain, and Wolfpack are starting to play better. And, heck, preseason, we thought they'd be really good. So it makes yeah. sense they're playing better. Nevada's being priced like San Jose State last year or something right now. It's kind of a little ridiculous. Oh, you think it's too high? No, I, terrible. I, no, my point is, I think Nevada is a good buy low. I'm with you. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Sorry, did you know that? I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm on your side. Okay. It implied you thought the spread was too big. You, you two are cute. Uh, Sorry, too playing, short. I said they're playing. They're okay. playing again on Thursday at San Jose State. Yeah, that's a, that's a notable second. Uh, that's that's a big on the spot. Um, okay, from Tim Kafer, VCU at Fordham. Kai, I'm going to give a side take, and maybe you can hold off on your total take. Uh, I think VCU is the spot here, but. 
you have to know about Quisenberry. Um, Fordham's best player. They're already down Antonio Day. Uh, if he's not in there, then I do like BCU. But without him, or, or excuse me, if he does play, I'll probably end up staying away. Do you want to give your best bet now or do you want to wait? Yeah, my best bet is the under <clears throat> in this game. I don't think Quisenberry is going to play. I don't know for a fact because this team's not covered very well. But if he's out, he's their leading scorer. Um, their offense is terrible even with him in the lineup. So without him, it gets even more dire. They're going to get superior defense in BCU. BCU's offense isn't very good. Fordham's defense is pretty solid defensively. I think the efficiency is going to be pretty low in this game. Quisenberry's out. Huge bonus. So under 124.5 is my best bet. Love that, Kai. If, if Quisenberry's like out, too. I'm all aboard that choo-choo train. Uh, Matt, in the ACC, we've got NC State headed to Georgia Tech. Did we know that NC State's in last in the ACC? Like, yeah, they're they're really bad. Yeah, they've really been bad. bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 10, 10, um, 10 non-covers in a row, I think, something like that. Yeah, my only notes during this State. game were was Battle of the ACC Uglies. I I don't know. If you bet this game, my question is why, really? Like, it just feels maybe, like maybe it's, it's because completely random the game. They're betting NC State is continuing to be terrible. I, I kind of understand maybe. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Georgia Tech. I'm not rushing to my bookie to lay money on Georgia Tech, though, either. Uh, all right, Kai, from G. Martinez, Wyoming at New Mexico. Wyoming laying about a touchdown on the road here. They've been just a it's too high wagon lately. It's too high. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with Matt. I think it's too high. Do you agree? Uh, down to five and a half. Probably oh, start shoot. leaning towards Wyoming. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like in the all right, Wyoming. You're never going to play a bad game again. Okay, <laughs> I, I get it. So so leaning towards Wyoming. Yeah, a lot of what they do is repeatable. The post up stuff, like teams yeah. just don't have guys to stop Maldonado and EK. That's and New yeah. Mexico certainly does not. Yeah, matchup oh concerns are are pretty. EK bad could here, have but... 35 and 20. Yep, game. on like yeah. 15 mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you called last game the ACC Uggos. This is the ACC injured and now Uggos. This is Clemson at Florida State. Florida State is pathetic. I mean, what they did at UNC was sad. Uh, do you have anything on this game? No, another one where I think you just there's too many teams in college basketball in general. So at this point in the year, about 50 of them are too injured or too erratic to get a handle on their game-to-game roster. I have them on the skip list, both these teams. So this was an easy pass for me, Kyle. Florida State minus one and a half feels a little short, though. I guess if I have to have a commentary on this game, I would lean Knowles. You don't have to have a commentary. No, I yeah, we Cle- do. Yeah, I think Clemson's looked a lot better without uh, Tyson in the lineup than Florida State's looked without Polite in the lineup. So if, if that's Fair. the personnel, I, Clemson, I agree with definitely. That. Yeah. I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, they, they should get David Collins back from his suspension, right. which certainly yeah. helps. Uh, what, did, right, from, what, what, what was Collins doing on that, by the way? We talked about that? We talked yeah, we, we talked about it. Yeah. Okay, malicious. Very bad. Yes. Uh, from Hot Dog, Florida at Texas A&M. Texas A&M trying to stop the skid, Kai. Man, they have they have really, really struggled lately. Florida needs this to stay in that, in that bubble conversation. I'm souring yeah. on their resume. What do you think? Honestly, I thought the spread was kind of nuts. Uh, plus one for Florida, I think they should be favored. And uh, I know they haven't been that great lately, but at Appleby might be out even. Yeah, Appleby's I, the I big question hurt. mark for Florida. Yep. I don't think it matters that much. I, I lean towards Florida here. They need to stay in the turning picture. Remember yeah, when AM was 15 and two overall and four in the SEC? <laughs> now Paper Tiger. 15 and 10. Yeah. Four and six. Yeah, not great. Uh, yeah, I lean towards Florida too. Uh, just I think AM was the house of cards that we have seen them be. And it's collapsed. Yeah. Uh, Matt from the Paris, you see Irvine headed to UC San Diego on the West Coast. Anything in that game for you? 
the Tritons, as they're not called, I like calling that though. Um, they were 0 3 against Irvine last year. I think it's a bad matchup, Jim. I backed US or UCSD against Santa Barbara two games ago, and that game was over within one minute. Um, so I'm a little bit shook to back him again, but my number does is favor them. So I lean UC San Diego. Uh, we had a question about Indiana State at Missouri State. I think mean, a couple people asked about this. I, I, I can't touch Indiana State. I've watched that team recently, and they look like they have quit on the year. They are the sloppiest team, at least in the last few weeks. Like, they'll just be dribbling, and they will hand the ball to the other team. So I have no interest in trusting them against home Missouri State, who can actually go nuclear and mm. go on 15 runs. And, yeah. and who lost to the Sycamores early this year too. So like, and Missouri state kind of like the Duke thing, Jim, I think they kind of dictate their games with energy and spots. And so while it feels like a sleepy home spot, maybe for Missouri state, that they lost that in, uh, in Terre Haute gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah. That's a good call. Micah Thomas was out last game with a non COVID illness. If he's called, yep. Indiana state really struggles. So lean towards Missouri state there. Um, okay. What else do we get? Temple. Do we talk temple? I don't think we talked temple. Hoot hoot. Maybe they don't play today. Okay. They'll play today. Right. Someone mentioned it. Uh, Ryan N. asked me about Merrimack and Sacred Heart. Um, I don't have anything on that game at all. I made the spread like exactly what it was, and I shrugged and moved on. Yeah. Uh, take Sacred Heart. Merrimack's not making the shots they made last game again, right? There's no way that's sustainable. They won by 15 over Wagner in overtime. Like, let's not even – to 7 in overtime. I believe Galactic they scored score. like 2.3 points per possession in overtime. And I'm not exaggerating. I think it was 2.3. They had a bunch yes. of threes, had an and one, and did not <laughs> yeah, have an empty okay. possession. I'm, I'm adding the Sacred Heart right now. I'm adding the Pilots. <laughs> you are good, good call. Good discussion, guys. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It's uh, sitting I, at – Minus one at Bet Rivers. Thank you, Bet Rivers, for that friendly line. I am adding right now one million dollars. <laughs> All right, I think that is it, um, guys. I right. mentioned my best bet is Kentucky plus one and a half at at Tennessee, and Matt, the game that we haven't covered. Give them your best bet. Uh, what is my best bet? I'm blanking. Literally Me- forgot my best bet. Was. Oh, Mini Soda, not Homo Soda, Kai. It's Roma Soda. That doesn't quite work, but it's, we're yes. going to make it work in this roadie soda spot. Roadie Soda. Road soda. Yeah. Um, headed to Buckeye land, taking on Ohio State, coming off that big win against Michigan. Certainly seems to uh, enable potential flat home spot. Minnesota is starting to, I think, show its true colors in terms of its talent deficiencies. Like Ben Johnson can only do so much with what he has. I still think 13 is too many for a road conference game, give more rat in the season. Um, saw a couple of people in the chat like the over. I think this plays a lot more low scoring uh, than the total in the case. So I actually like the under, which correlates typically with underdogs. Um, yeah, Minnesota plus 13. Ugly, close. Is. Closer than expected. Closer than the experts think. Than the experts the say. Yep. And um, my best right. bet was VCU Fordham under. Reminder, 124 and a half. Boom. That does that wraps it. Wraps it up, yeah. We're done, guys. We're done. Uh, tomorrow we're back with another show, 12 Central one Eastern, et cetera. Thank you for joining us Bet rivers. Thank you to you. You are our sponsors of this show field of 68. Thank you so much for putting this on. We'll see you tomorrow. Good luck with your bets today and enjoy a fantastic slate of college basketball.